Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to a motherfucking podcast I like to call This and That, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything going on around the motherfucking world of news, sports, politics, whatever. Well, <clears throat> we do have a pretty jam-packed uh, sports and world news episode here, uh, so let's not waste any time and Let's get up on into this, starting off with the first story. As we all know, I don't need these headphones. <laughs> and as we also know, the XFL has folded. It sadly will not be coming back for a second season. Uh, <clears throat> the coronavirus strikes again, basically. Striking down sports left and right, um, MLB and all of them. They, they honestly don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> So, uh, it sucks to see, man. And, and what also sucks is, uh, my cousin had season tickets and I was, I was going to go to a Vipers game, but due to this stupid fucking coronavirus, that sadly didn't get to happen. <clears throat> so, but fuck, I, I was, I was excited for the XFL, you know, it had potential, uh, but, uh, good for PJ T Tucker. And, uh, no, P.J. Walker. Whew. Yeah, good for P.J. Walker and uh, Jordan Tiamu. Uh, those are the two guys that I know off the top of my head that I got, that, excuse me, that got signed. So, <clears throat> and that, that really does suck. I wanted to see that league uh, flourish and become something. But this stupid coronavirus pandemic just fucked us over once more. But you know what else the uh, coronavirus got rid of and uh, postponed till uh, next year? That's right. <clears throat> it postponed the Olympics. But it may kickstart the uh, Japan economy according to the... Uh, the Straits Times, this is uh, from StraitsTimes.com, <clears throat> and this is from Tokyo AFP. Postponing the 2020 Olympics will provide a welcoming boost to the coronavirus-hit Japanese economy next year. A senior international committee official claimed on Thursday, April 16th, with tens of thousands dying around the world from the coronavirus, the IOC in Japan last month took the historic decision to delay the Olympics by one year, with the opening ceremony planned for July 23, 2021. <clears throat> the pandemic has devastated the global economy as economists predict a small Great Depression with fifth excuse me, with nine trillion. 12.87 trillion wiped out and tens of millions of jobs lost. Japan's Japan, the world's largest economy, has no exemption. But the IOC official John Coates told reporters holding the games in 2021 could be a very positive opportunity for an economic stimulus that could kickstart the economy again. I think there will be a lot of countries and cities around the world wishing for a similar opportunity, he said. <clears throat> Economists, uh, excuse me, 
Economics at SMBC Nico Services, Nico Securities, have estimated postponing the games would reduce Japan's GDP this year by some 6 billion US dollars to be recouped next year if the Olympics actually take place. <clears throat> and then it goes on to say. And by the way, the links to all these articles and all that will be in the description down below, but I'm going to skip through it here. But in terms of the budget, organizers have already recognized that there will be massive additional costs from 12.6 billion US dollars. The games were supposed to cost shared between the Japanese government, Tokyo 2020, and the host city. Coates said that they would use postponement to look at ways of reducing those additional costs. <clears throat> organizers would look at what are the most haves and what are the nice to haves he pledged moving the world's biggest sporting event in an unprecedented challenge that touches on every aspect of the organization from hotels to venues and volunteers which if you think about it the uh Tokyo shouldn't have a problem on venues you know they've hosted the games before so they should have the venues I shouldn't I, I don't see why they shouldn't you know probably renovate the old venues that weren't uh, in use you know I bet you there's a I don't know if, if you look it up there's probably a lot of abandoned venues that they can clean up and uh, reuse I know this is the summer games right <clears throat> but that, that that does suck. I, I kind of was looking forward to the um, the Olympics, the events I do like to watch. I like to watch the swimming. A uh, big part of the reason why I watch the swimming is because Michael Phelps, but I don't think he's going to be in it anymore. That sucks. So, But, hey, I have Katie Leducky to look forward to. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Ryan Lochte. Hell, let's see if those two can uh, fucking rip some ass this year for the U.S., Fuck, without Michael Phelps getting a shitload of gold medals, man. I don't know. <clears throat> the U.S. have been on top the last couple Olympics, so. We'll, we'll see what goes on. <clears throat> but honestly, my, my favorite Olympic event, I have to say, is probably basketball. Out of all the events, I like to watch the basketball event the most. <clears throat> It, I, I know, and it's mainly just mostly NBA players, I've realized. A eh, couple, <clears throat> excuse me, the only other league you really see, well, no, maybe some, there's some Australian leagues, there's the Chinese leagues, China, China fucking sucks at basketball. I saw on the uh, <clears throat> women's, women's side of basketball in the... Uh, I think it was the uh, Rio games. Yeah, in Rio, fucking both the men and women were smoking their, both their opponents. So I'm like, fuck, we're, we're really good at basketball, that is. <clears throat> but, man, I can't wait. I, I, I wonder who's going to be... Uh, who's going to be on Team USA this year. I'm, I'm sure we'll have some fucking pretty beast superstars, that is. But, uh... Hey, we'll have to see what happens. 
moving on to some NFL talk here. As we all know, the New England Patriots have lost their franchise quarterback and Tom Brady to uh, free agency. He signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for two years. Uh, speaking of that, I, I may or may not possibly get tickets to a Buccaneers game. So, I, I, I'm hoping. I don't know. We'll see. I'll have to uh, figure that out. But um, we're going to be taking a look at the... Uh, the five best possible quarterbacks when the New England Patriots picked at 23rd overall. And this is from a, a local <clears throat> site in Massachusetts, MassLive.com. Uh, and this is written by, does it tell me who's written by? It's posted April 16th at 6 a.m. <clears throat> by Chris Manson. So this is Chris Manson's list from MassLive.com. And apparently... Uh, let's start at number five. So number five from FIU at six foot four, two hundred and thirteen pounds. He's got James Morgan, and James Morgan has two thousand five hundred and sixty passing yards, fourteen touchdowns, five picks. That was this season, last season. What what is this James Morgan guy? Let's see what this guy's all about. <clears throat> James Morgan. Let's see here. Can we get some? Can we get some stats? Here we go. Sports Reference. Well, what it? What, what was his career like? Uh, all right, so I can see he's not that much of a passer. Hasn't had a hasn't had any season over three thousand yards. Excuse me. Hasn't had any season over two thousand yards. His Best season passing yards is 2,727, and that was a 2018. Uh, let's see, what was that? How many? Seven picks to 26 touch. Okay, so he didn't have that too bad of a year. Honestly, his best year is probably 2018 when he threw for 26 touchdowns, seven picks, 2,727 yards. He completed... 63, excuse me, 65.3% of his passes. Yep, 65.3% of his passes, okay. His overall passing percentage in college was 57.2. Alright. Eh, okay. Oh, he played for Florida International. <clears throat> there you go. That's number five. Number four, we got, oh, Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. Oh, my God. I hope the Patriots take Hurts. That's one quarterback I hope we do take if he's available. Let's take a look at fucking Jalen Hurts, man. I hope we take him as well. This kid is a beast. Let's see. Can we get his football reference? Sports reference? There it is. Let's see. And he's... Years in Alabama, he started 15 games. This is his first year in uh, Alabama at 2016. He had 2,780 yards, 23 touchdowns, 9 picks, uh, 139.1 quarterback, excuse me, pass efficiency rating. 
Good thing I can hover over and it tells me what it is. That's not quarterback rating. Where's his quarterback rating? Where is it? Oh, well. <laughs> Let's see. His 2017 season. 17 touchdowns to one pick. Started 14 games. Okay. Okay. Passed for 2,081 yards. Okay, so. Completed... Two one hundred and forty to two hundred and fifty-five of his passes. All right. Uh, his two thousand sixteen year. I forgot to say he went two forty for three eighty. So he passed a little bit more. So he passed a lot less in two thousand seventeen. His junior year, he played thirteen games. Passed for only a measly. 765 yards, 8 touchdowns, 2 picks. Huh. He went 51 for 70. So, uh, did he not play too much? Is the site just tripping? Anyways, his last year he transferred over to Oklahoma. <clears throat> he had 32 touchdowns, 8 picks, 3,851 yards. And... He, had, he completed 60.7% of his... It looks like he's a pretty accurate fucking passer. Throughout his uh, throughout his college career, it looks like he was able to keep his passing percentage in the 60s. It's not bad. His 2016 season was 62.8% pass completion percentage. Uh, his 2017 percentage was 60.4%. His uh seven excuse me, his third season, which was two thousand eighteen, and this was his best percentage year. Well, this was because he only had like fifty one out of seventy attempts, but seventy two point nine. I don't know if you really count that one. But uh his best season in college, he had a sixty nine point seven percent passer completion percentage so he's not bad I mean I, I I wouldn't mind him number three he had uh Jake Fromm from Georgia ooh Jake Fromm check let's check out this guy where's this all right we'll have to go off ESPN this time I can't find his uh His reference, but uh, Jake Fromm. Let's see what kind of uh, player he's at. He's about his 2017 season. He went 181 for 291. He uh, completed 62.2 percent of his passes for 2,615 yards. He averaged nine yards per throw. 24 touchdowns to seven picks. And his passer rating was a 160.1. Okay. This is from ESPN.com. His 2018 season looked like this. 206 completions to 306 attempts. 67.3% completed passes. Uh, 2,749 yards. Averaged 9 yards per pass attempt. 
30 touchdowns to six picks. And in a 171.2 passer rating. So, so Jake Fom, he's a he's a pretty solid quarterback. Hadn't had one season over 3,000 yards, but overall, I'd say he put up some pretty good numbers in college. I I wouldn't mind him. Number two, they got Jacob Easton out of Washington. Last season, he had 3,132 yards, 23 passing touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Let's take a look at Jacob Easton. Let's see what the hell he's all about. Can we Can we, Can we? we get his... Oh, I hate how they don't have his football reference at the top. Some do. Nope. ESPN will have to come in clutch again. It looks like he got injured one year. Uh-oh. But let's see. His 2016 campaign, he had 204 completions to 370 attempts. 55.1% of his passes completed. 2,430 yards. 16 touchdowns to 8 picks. Okay, all right. And it looks like he got injured in 2017. It looks like he didn't play in 2018. Came back in 2019 and absolutely just fucking balled the hell out. Two, 260 completions to 405 attempts. 64.2% of his passes were completed. 3,132 yards. 22 touchdowns to 8 picks. He had a 143.9% passer rating. So, holy shit. Let's see. Boy, oh boy. Who do we got at numero uno? That would be Jordan Love. Six, point, six foot four, 225 pounds. Last season, he had 3,402 yards, 20 touchdowns to 17 picks. Okay. Looking like some Jameis Winston numbers out this bitch. Who boy. Number one is Jordan Love. Got another one up at the top. No, Jordan Love. All right. What the fuck is a Jordan Love all about? Let's see. Is three years in college at Utah State. His first season. Looks like he played 12 games. He had 1,631 yards for eight touchdowns and six picks. Okay. A 119.3 passer rating. And then his next two seasons, he absolutely fucking balled out. I'd say, honestly, his best season was 2018 when he had 267 completions to 417 attempts with a 64% complete passer rating. Excuse me. Yeah, pass completion percentage. Excuse me. Duh. But he had a 64% pass completion percentage, 3,567 yards, 32 touchdowns to 6 picks. He had a 158.3 uh, passer rating. So I'd say 2018 is probably his best season. 2019, which was last season, 3,402 yards, 20 touchdowns to 17 picks. So, uh, 2019, the picks kind of got to him a little bit. But... Uh, uh, 
out of all the quarterbacks I've seen, honestly, I want Jalen Hurts out of them the most. I want Jalen Hurts. Guy sounds like a beast. Jalen Hurts or maybe Jake Fromm. Hurts or Fromm are my top two picks I want the Patriots to take. But uh, Let's see what Billy Belichick has the fuck up his sleeve come draft time. All right, let's move on to some golf news because why the fuck not? The PGA Tour announces plans to resume in June with behind closed door tournaments. Ooh, boy. This is from Golf360.com. The PGA Tour has announced to plans resume in June with the first tour's tournaments being closed to spectators due to the coronavirus. Coronavirus! Pandemic. How, how did how did Cardi B do it? Coronavirus, coronavirus. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'll stop. The tour has been suspended since the Players Championship was canceled after the opening round on March 12th, with the first three major majors of the year, the Masters, USPGA, and the U.S. Open postponed, and the Open Championship canceled for 2020. As a result, September's U.S. Open and November's rescheduled Masters will form as a part of the PGA Tours 2020-2021 season with 14 events remaining on the 2019-20 calendar. And then it goes on with a bunch of uh, quotes and shit. You guys can read the article for yourself in the uh, description down below, but... For all you golf fans, y'all are going to get your golf behind closed doors June. So, there you go. In other COVID-19 news, Von Miller has uh, coronavirus. Yeah, that's right. Von Miller has coronavirus. One of the game's best pass rushers and a former Super Bowl most valuable player. You should have just put fucking MVP, but nah, you got to put... Anyways, this is from NFL.com. MVP, Denver Broncos defensive end, Von Miller. Jesus fucking Christ, can you just say it's Von Miller? <laughs> Pro Bowl valuable player, defensive player of the year, fucking Von Miller. Has a confirmed case of COVID-19. NFL insider Ian Rappaport reported Tuesday, poor, Mike, poor Miller's agent. The Broncos are aware of the situation. Rappaport added Miller found out he was positive for COVID-19 on Thursday morning after he was tested a couple days ago. Per NFL Network's James Palmer, Miller saw Broncos team's doctors after feeling sick recently, Palmer added. Cotton mouth. <clears throat> Excuse me, cotton throat. Miller went on NBC's today. Oh shit, motherfucker! They gonna get them all coronavirus. <laughs> I bet you. I haven't. I haven't really been watching TV, but I bet you a lot of the uh, fucking uh, morning shows are doing. They're doing. They're. They ain't gonna be doing them in a studio. They're. They're. They're probably on fucking Skype or some shit. All the fucking uh, hosts are on Skype or some shit. All uh, doing the show that way and doing the news that way. <laughs> Your kid wakes up and is like, 
mom what are you doing it's like i'm doing the news and i'm just kidding but i i, I don't know I, I don't really watch tv the only re real time i watch tv is when a fucking sporting event is on but otherwise no, i don't really watch tv but uh von miller said it all started just a simple cough and then it got worse I also have asthma and my girlfriend, she was telling me that I wasn't sounding normal and I should try my nebulizer. So I did. I tried the nebulizer, which I do before football games and practice regularly. But this time it was different. It really didn't work like it should. I wanted, I waited another day. The cough didn't go away. And my assistant, she said, why don't you get tested? There's no harm in getting tested. I went down the street. Went and got tested. Two days later, my doctor said I tested positive for COVID-19. I was shocked. We've been taking this seriously since day one. Fuck, bro. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I haven't really been leaving the house too much when it comes to this fucking COVID-19 shit. The only place I've been really going is the grocery store, and that's honestly about it. The grocery store to get food and, uh, you know, they... They're obviously out of fucking wipe. So what they did is they put a fucking bottle of uh, cleaner at the front of the store and uh, and a big roll of paper towels. And they just got people using the cleaner, spraying it on the paper towels and wiping down the uh, the uh, handle on the shopping cart. And, you know, taking the uh, precautionary measures and procedures. Try not to get fucking sick. I don't blame him. Man, you know, I I don't blame him. I remember uh, when I went to the dispensary, Um, I went in there with a, a pair of fucking gloves and a mask. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm not taking any, excuse me, I'm not taking any risks. And uh, I, I saw after each and every customer, they were fucking spraying the counters and they were wiping that motherfucker down. And I'm like, Damn, bro, this shit's gotta end. I literally said to myself, fuck, bro, this shit's gotta fucking end, man. I can't wait until everything gets back to normal. Just think, when everything does get back to normal, it's going to be a shit show, that's for sure. It's 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 gonna take some time to uh, adjust, you know? A, a lot has been lost, and, and that's for sure. Uh, this, this virus has impacted a lot, has taken away a lot, and... You know, a lot of loved ones from this virus have, have been lost as well. So, you know, it's just a matter of time before this violet. It's just a matter of time before this virus ends. You know, I'm hoping it's soon because, you know, it's, it's kind of delaying me getting out of Florida and going back up north by the at the time I'm recording this, I am currently in Florida, so, you know, I, I'm trying to travel here, but, uh, I hear a lot of people, uh, during this pandemic are, not a lot of people are getting let on airplanes, and, you know, fuck, I don't, I don't blame people, but, uh, where, what else does this article have to, have to say? The Broncos did release a statement shortly after the news came to the forefront. After expecting flu-like symptoms, Devin, did you, Denver Broncos linebacker Von Miller has tested positive for COVID-19. So, get well soon, Von. 
Hope to see you back out in the field, buddy. Uh, some more sad news. WWE Hall of Famer Howard... Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Howard Finkel... Finkel? I I'm sorry, WWE fan... I am sorry, WWE fans. I, I am sorry. I am sorry. I am sorry. I don't watch WWE that much, so... Please don't butcher me in the comments. But, uh... Howard Finkel passes away. WWE is saddened to learn that Howard Finkel has passed away at the age 69. When considering the greatest ring announcers in the history of sports and sports entertainments, you'd be hard-pressed to name one better than Howard Finkel. Finkel, a native of Newark, New Jersey. The Fink, a label that have been attached big word uh oh affectionately to Howard over the years made his ring announcing debut at Madison Square Garden in 1977 for the WWE's predecessor WWWAF by 1979 Finkel was a full-time ring announcer for the WWF and then WWE and was established in 1980. The Fink became the first and eventually the longest serving employee. Finkel's destructive, distinctive voice, while I can read, Finkel's distinctive voice was intense and intensely recognizable and therefore more than two decades superstars such as the Ultimate Warrior, Stone Cold Steve Austin, more and more would have a title victory marked by the Fink's signature call, A NEW CHAMPION! A NEW WORLD CHAMPION! I can't do it. But, uh, rest in peace there. If you guys want to read the uh, full article without me sounding like shit reading, uh, of course, it will be in the article in the description down below. Yes, it'll be in the article, <laughs> but it'll be in the description down below. But rest in peace there, uh, Howard. You will be missed. Oh, boy, this is coming from uh, TNZ, TMZ Sports. DePaul sued accused of covering up abuse cult in school softball team. Ah, oh, and they show you the old bag of shit. Blech. Fuck you. You fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. Rotten hell. Die. What the fuck do we call it? To the chopping block, baby. DePaul's former softball coach allegedly punched his assistant in the face and repeatedly verbally abused players. To the guillotine, motherfucker. Damn. But school officials did nothing about it. Yeah, because obviously school officials... Because school officials don't do fucking shit. School officials don't do fucking shit about bullying either. This according to a new lawsuit obtained by TMZ Sports. In the suit, one of the mental health doctors DePaul used regularly, Jenny Conzivier, alleges she uncovered a pattern of abuse stewing from Eugene Litini... Lin, Lintai, fuck his name. You just call me Eugene. Softball program. FYI, Eugene is a legend at the school. 
Not no fucking more, he ain't. Coaching there for nearly 40 years and racking up more than 1,000 career wins. And what? Abuse? Fuck. Converser, a noted sports physiologist who worked with DePaul from 2015, excuse me, 2005 to 2018, says in meetings with student-athlete parents in 2016, they told her Lenteni exhibited abusive behavior often. In the docs, Convisier, I have no idea, says players told her the coach often called them fucking whore. What? And regularly punched them in their bodies. Oh, this motherfucker deserves the guillotine, man. Oh, that's fucked. Man, that's fucked. Man, I hope he gets a fucking... Ooh, I hope he gets a fucking ass beaten in fucking prison, bro. Damn. Abuse of any fucking type pisses me off. And, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why abuse of any type pisses me off. You want to know why? It's because you're basically physically and emotionally scarring someone for the rest of their life. I have been abused when I was a child. Uh, I'm going to admit, I love you, mom, and I'm, I'm sorry I'm saying this on my podcast, uh, but we all make bad decisions in life, and well, my stepfather happened, and let's just say my stepfather sexually abused me and exposed me to things I should not have seen, and... Honestly, to this day, I've been scarred from it, and it and it fucking sucks. It hurts. It it it's pain that I can I can get rid of, but it's not easy. It's a pain that lures around for quite some time, but it takes time to get rid of, and it takes time to get over, but. I feel sorry for these girls, and I hope this fucking guy gets the punishment he goddamn deserves, man. I I really do. You know, this guy's a fucking scumbag and deserves to rot in hell and rot in fucking jail, man. But, fuck. Hey, that's a little background about me, you know. I'm, I'm kind of starting to open up a little bit more, you know. I'm going to say something here. I'm going to be a little bit more open about myself here on these podcasts. You know, that's kind of what these podcasts are for. You know, be open about myself. Tell life stories. You know, tell stories about the past. And, you know, and have fun. And just talk about stuff, you know. But that that's it for sports. That's it for all that. Oh boy, let's hop into world news and politics now, shall we? Let's take a look at the uh, primary and Coscuses. And oh boy. Honestly, at this point, it's down to two candidates left. Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Because Bernie Sanders has dropped out once more 
the DNC has won. For the second time in a row, the DNC has won. We all know the DNC was doing anything and everything they could in its power to make sure Bernie didn't get this nomination. And it was obvious. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to say we're going to have another four years of Trump. Because Biden ain't going to win. I, I'm going to... I'm going to admit, I'm going to vote Biden, but I just have a feeling we're having four more years of Trump, you know, but anyway, there is one more sports topic I forgot to talk about. I was just too excited to hop into world news because it's juicy. It's good, but whoops-a-daisy, I just looked at my list and I'm like, oh yeah, I have one more sports topic, so... I've been thinking about this, and I even mentioned this in my YouTube live, but it's how can Jameis Winston succeed in the NFL? And think about it. 30 touchdowns, he had a 30 picks, he threw for 5,000 yards. I, I want to say that he showed last season that he could be a good passer, but then... Again, you throw in his 30 interceptions, right? The big two key factors he needs to work on is one, his decision making. And two, work on them turnovers. You know? Obviously what he was going with before wasn't working too quite well. You know, maybe he needs a new coach. Who knows? You know, maybe he needs a new scenery but two big things he needs to work on is decision-making and those turnovers. I, I, I have hope in Jameis Winston, you know? I, I know he has the potential to be an elite quarterback. Again, despite the 30 picks, let's, let's throw that aside. He did throw for 30 touchdowns, okay? And I looked at some of the picks. Some of the picks he threw were like tipped balls, you know? They, some of the picks he threw were like a little underthrown, and, and some were just inaccurate and straight to the defender, you know? I want to say he showed accuracy last season but at the same time he didn't but I, I I don't know how uh Jameis Winston's future is gonna look now you know as of right now I I could be wrong let's let's find out as of right now Winston is still a free agent but let's let's check this out real quick because I'm curious. Are any teams interested in our boy Winston? No, just three teams. A good fit, you know. No. Nothing about teams wanting to sign him. Just people listing off good fit. So. 
yeah, two things Winston needs to work on. Decision making and his turnovers. Hey, he did sh kind of show, but not really. He has the tools, excuse me, to be an elite quarterback in the NFL. He just needs to work on his game a little bit and make some tune-ups. But I'm hoping he gets another shot in the NFL because, again, I see him with potential. He just needs to fix his game a little bit. But that's a topic I forgot about. But hey, now let's jump into some world news and some politics. So as I said, Bernie Sanders dropped out. I'm pretty bummed about that. I'm not going to lie. I, I was going to vote Bernie if he won. But again, like I said, DNC stole the nomination. It, it, it was obvious that the DNC stole the nomination. Second straight year in a row. It's it's bullshit. I have... It's like... Okay, we get it. He's a socialist, you know. The DNC didn't, didn't like his far-leftness, I guess. They didn't like how far-left he was and, you know, how socialist he was and... You know, they just didn't like his policies. You know, well, what the fuck does Joe Biden have to offer? Obamacare is garbage. I'm not gonna lie, Obamacare is fucking garbage. Of course, Joe Biden wants nothing to do with Medicare for all. He's gonna stick with his Obamacare bullshit. But... It's up to Biden to see if he can snatch presidency, which I don't think he will. It's four more years of Trump. That's I'm, I'm saying it now. It's four more years of Trump. I, I don't think Biden's going to win. I'm going to vote for Biden, but I just don't think Biden's going to win. I just don't. But again, we'll, we'll see how this all turns out. See how it all plays out in uh, November. December, whenever that, I think in November, but, uh, Facebook to warn users if they've liked, commented on COVID-19 misinformation posts. This is from richmondnews.com and it says Facebook will now be letting users know if they've liked, commented, or reacted to a post with harmful misinformation about COVID-19 that the company's moderators have later removed. Article continues below. Oh, there we go. The company announced that the new measure Thursday said that the new message feature will also connect people to myths about the virus that may have been debunked by the World Health Organization, including posts Facebook has removed for leading to imminent physical harm. The new feature will roll out in the coming weeks. We want to connect people who may have interacted with harmful misinformation about the virus with the truth from Big word that I can't pronounce, so I'm going to butcher it. Authoritative sources, and I'm just kidding. Authoritative sources in case they see or hear these claims again off of Facebook, said the social media company in a post on its corporate website. Facebook has also added a new section to its website called Get the Facts, which includes fact checks articles from the company's partners, debunked information about, about COVID-19. 
The company said it's been working to connect people to accurate information from health experts since the virus was detected a public health emergency in January. It has also parented with fact-checking organizations the world to review content. So, basically, Facebook is cracking down on bullshit and shit Trump is spewing out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But... I have yet to see that yet, but, uh, and I am going to admit, I'm kind of an avid Facebook user. I do use Facebook from time to time, so. Hey, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see how that all plays out there, Mark Zucker, Ducker, Fuckerberg. Anyways, how, how about, uh, going across the, uh, pond here to the UK as UK lockdown extended for at least three more weeks. Oh boy. Good old Boris Johnson's fucking COVID 19 up. The coronavirus lockdown is. Oh, this, by the way, this is from um, Sharp Shire Star. I probably butchered that to fuck. But the coronavirus takedown is to be extended for at least another three weeks. Foreign Secretary Dominican, Dominican Rahab has said he warned that the lifting restrictions now could risk a dangerous second peak of COVID-19. Yo, Trump, you hear that? Can we wait about the government opening up and all that to make sure it's completely gone, you know? Mr. Rab, who is disputing for Prime Minister for Prime Minister Boris Johnson as he recovers from the virus, said the original three-month timeline set down by Mr. Johnson to come through the peak of the virus was broadly still the outline. Later on Thursday, people around the country participated in the fourth clap for, for cheers, including Mr. Johnson, who is recovering at his country residence with Mr. Rab and Chancellor Rashi Sanuktuk. Wow, okay, these names. Taking part in Windmister. Mr. Rab told reporters at the daily Downing Street press conference that there is light at the end of the tunnel, but refused to set out a definite time frame for erasing the lockdown measures, suggesting that lifting him now could lead to a second lockdown. So. UK being safe over there, you know, watching out for their people. And I scroll down in the article and it says the coronavirus cases in the UK and around Brent, 320 cases, 328 cases per 100,000 highest in London. And Cumbra has 270 cases per 100,000 highest in London out Highest in England outside London. So, in Newport has 369 cases per 100,000 highest in the UK. So, lots of coronavirus everywhere. Shit's fucked, man. As I said, I honestly cannot wait for this fucking virus to end. I cannot wait for it to go away. It, It needs to fuck off. And it needs to fuck off now. Because it's pissing me off. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's pissing me the fuck off. It it needs to go away. 
okay? You need to fuck off. Your fucking business is right now. You fucking people over. You need to fuck off. Anyways. Well, we'll have to see how this shit plays out. But uh, moving on. Michael Che to pay rent for public housing residents in New York City. Uh, Saturday Night Live star Michael Che has announced on Instagram he will be paying one month's rent for a group of public housing residents in New York City amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see celebrities and athletes and people who have the chick chang cha chang a lang a blang da dang chipping in, you know? Uh, I'm glad to see that. If I had some uh, cha-ching, cha-ching-a-lang-dang-a-dang, I, I would contribute myself too, but sadly, I, I don't. I'm a broke motherfucker. But. <laughs> Chi, Che? I'm calling Che. Che's making the donation to honor his late grandmother who recently died from COVID-19. Fuck, man. Rest in peace, grandma. The comedian's grandmother lived in the public housing building Che is denoting donating to until the 1990s it's crazy to me that the residents of public housing are still expected to pay their rent when so many new yorkers can't even work chase said obviously i can't offer much help by myself but in spirit and memory of my late grandmother i'm paying one month's rent for 160 apartments in the nycha building she lived in I know that's just a drop in the bucket, so I've recently, so I've really hoped that the city has a better plan for debt, for forgiveness, for all the people in public housing. At the very least, that was, the last part was all in caps. He continued. So. Oh, also Rihanna is set to make a donation amid the pandemic. And is teaming up with Jay-Z and Twitter co-founder, CEO, Jack Dorsey in the process. So, fuck yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to all the people who are donating in this fucking... In this fucking COVID-19 bullshit, man. You know? Alright, ladies and gentlemen. It's Trump time now. Weehoo! Trump talk. AU condemns Trump for cutting... WHO funding over COVID-19 report. Oh, God. Honestly, man, it's stupid daily briefings. Just, ugh. I, it, I don't watch them at all. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch them at all because they're bullshit. The, the only thing they are is him stroking his ego. That's it. That's all they are is him stroking his ego. Oh, we're doing a very great job. Oh, I'm doing a very great job. Oh, economy is great. Oh, look at our economy. Economy. I hit the mic. Oops. You know? And he says, oh, the task force is doing it. It's like, it's the same shit. Every conference. Again, I've walked in the other room because my father's in the other room. Uh, and he watches the fucking news, and it's like, are, are you literally listening to this fucking asshole? <laughs> I, I can't stand him. United States President Donald Trump has lived up to his threat to suspend funding for the 
World Health Organization, who after criticized the organization's response to the COVID-19 epidemic. The president announced his decision to cut funding for the organization despite reactions against his earlier threat to do so. Mr. Trump said on Tuesday that the World Health Organization had failed in its basic duty and in its response to coronavirus, which is bullshit. According to the president, the World Health Organization, who made deadly mistakes, who took sides with China to cover up the pandemic while at the well, at an early stage, Mr. Trump accused the World Health Organization of overly trusting China to battle the coronavirus rather than raise alarm immediately. According to the president, the World Health Organization made deadly mistakes. Okay. With the United States being the single highest donor to the World Health Organization, the president believes that the organization owes the country a responsibility to protect its people. He See, this is the fucking thing. He thinks he's a fucking dictator, right? He thinks he's a dictator. He thinks he can do whatever the fuck he wants, whenever the fuck he wants. He thinks he's a king. He is probably one of the most corrupt, if not the corrupt, the most corrupt president in U.S. fucking history. He is a terrible president. And honestly, I can't believe I fucking supported him at one point. And I'm glad I looked up on him and looked up what he was about. And what he is about is not too well. It's not too good. Of course, here come the fucking Trump tards. Oh, but you support Bernie. But you supported Bernie. Duh. Yeah. Scrolling through this is this is a long ass article. If you guys want to uh, read the articles I'm reading, you can uh, see them in the description. But honestly. Uh, I don't know, man. More Trump bullshit. Yay. Holy fucking name. Hydro... Hydroxy Who? Well, some medicine Trump claimed that uh, cured the coronavirus. It alleviates symptoms, but it does not cure the coronavirus. An anti... Malara drug that President Trump has called a game changer in combating coronavirus may alleviate symptoms, but it won't cure the virus, according to a small study awaiting peer review. The study tested 150 COVID-19 patients across 16 medical centers in China. The results indicate that, okay, I'm not fucking repeating this, but the medicine relieved symptoms caused by the virus, but it didn't rid the patients of the disease. When testing new treatments, we were looking for signals that show that might be effective before proceeding to larger studies. Alan Chen, an infection disease physician and a professor of epidemiology, who that's a big one, at Melbourne's Moshat University told Bloomberg that this study doesn't show any signal, so it is probably unlikely that it will be of critical benefit. In other words, Trump speaking out of his fucking ass like he normally does. 
How 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 do fucking people believe what the fuck this man has to say? I I don't understand. I I just don't understand. Um, I I see another article that I could quickly sneak in. Oh boy. I I see another article that I could quickly sneak in real quick. This is a good one. It's on the same site, Newsmax.com. But again, Trump basically speaking out of his ass. It relieves symptoms, but it doesn't get rid of it, Trump. All right? it It's not a game changer. This isn't on the schedule, but uh, Trump, do nothing Democrats should pass legislation. <sighs> Look on Mitch McConnell's desk. Over 400 fucking bills sit there waiting for his signature. And he calls us, the do-nothing Democrats. I love it. Let's read this real quick. Let's see what the fuck this is all about. President Donald Trump blasted do-nothing Democrats, which, that's bullshit, and blamed them for people losing their jobs. Which, again, him just blaming other people for his fuck-ups like he normally does. Trump's comments in that case Friday's morning tweet. That's basically what he calls us Democrats, is do nothing. When again, look on Mitch McConnell's desk, over 400 fucking unsigned bills await his signature. And you call us do nothing. He wrote, Today people started losing their jobs because of crazy Nancy. And crying Chuck Schumer. Oh my god. <laughs> calls Nancy and Chuck. I fucking love what he calls Nancy and Chuck. <laughs> the shit he posts on Twitter cracks me the fuck up. <laughs> and the radical left do nothing Democrats. Oh my god. He sounds like a fucking child. He honestly sounds like a fucking child. He does. Who should immediately come back to Washington and approve legislation to help America to help families in America end your endless vent end your endless vacation. Oh my god. On Thursday Trump tweeted that Democrats were killing American small businesses by blocking new funding for paycheck protection program. I can't those comments came after the Small Business Administration said it had stopped accepting applications for the $349 billion federal relief programs amid helping small businesses survive the coronavirus crisis. Do nothing, Democrats. I love it. Speaking of uh, U.S. financial... U.S. retail sales in March plummet. This is from ECNS.CN. U.S. U.S. retail sales plummeted 8.7% in March from a month earlier, the biggest decline since the government started tracking the series in 1992. As the stores shut down and job cuts caused by the coronavirus pandemic forced shoppers to cut back 
The Commerce Department reported Wednesday, despite the overall decline in retail sales, online sales ticked up 3.1%. However, many chains including Macy's and Best Buy's have closed their retail outlets during the outbreak. Well, exactly. You don't want to you want to get people sick that and technically they haven't been labeled as an essential business. Sales fell Sales fell in board categories, including clothes and electronics, as well as big-ticket items such as furniture and cars. Excuse me. Sales also declined at restaurants and bars. Obviously, yeah, because they're fucking closed. The condition of the American consumer is impaired and will be some, and will be for some time. Joseph Bershersolish. Wow, these names tonight. Chief economist, chief. Economic ist at RSM, my brain.exe is not responding, said Wednesday in a research note to clients, consumer spending represents about 70% of the 22 trillion U.S. economic economy. Duh. Again, if you guys want to read along and I. Uh, Read this article for yourself. It will be in the description down below. So you guys don't have to listen to my shitty ass fucking reading. Because I know my reading is terrible. I'm sorry. I can't read worth it. A, a, a fucking donkey's ass. Economists surveyed the Wall Street Journal. Except the gross domestic product. The value of all goods and services produced in a year to decline by 25.3% in the second quarter after a 3.3% dip in the first quarter. But economists at JP Morgan expect the economy to fall 40% in the second quarter. Again, this COVID-19 virus is just destroying shit right now. The record 11-year economic expansion continued in March, but ended abruptly by the end of the month when about 10 million applied for unemployment benefits as the economy halted amid government-imposed stay-at-home orders intended to curb the spread of the coronavirus, the Labor Department reported. John Hill, senior treasury analyst at BMO, said that the sharp decline in sales raises the possibility that a sharp recession could dissolve into a depression. But he said that $2.2 trillion federal stimulus package and action taken by the Federal Reserve to cut interest rate and pump money into the economy could avoid disaster and help a rebound in the third quarter. It's really going to not only be a function of infections declining, whether there's a vaccine, but how the economy will be able to reopen and how quickly given hit the labor market, he told CNBC. So... He said that the current economic disruption is different from that caused by collapse of the subprime housing market in 2008. As a result, prior rules and economic models may not accurately forecast what ahead. What's ahead? Excuse me. These are very different types of recessions, he said. As one one is a broader economic impact, this is a sudden stop. It's not surprising that things are economically skewed, but we're not playing by typical economic rules. We're playing by health policy rules. Economic retailers Best Buy said it will forloathe about 51,000 hourly workers after it's closed its U.S. stores as part of effort to contain the, the coronavirus. Coronavirus! 
Sales fell to about 30% in March from the same period a year ago. The company employed about 125,000 full and part-time staff on February 1st, and it plans to keep about 82% of the full-time staff. Best Buy CEO Corporate Bernie will take about 50% cut in salary, and another top exclusive will cut their pay by 20%. So again, this coronavirus shit is fucking shit up. That's for sure. Again, it's going to be hard to recover from this, man. It honestly is. And of course, the UK is feeling the same effect, man. Coronavirus March retail sales plummet. This is from uh, BBCnews.com. BBC.com. Retail sales declined at the worst rate on the record last month as the government's coronavirus lockdown measures take hold. A trade body says the UK sales fell by 4.3% compared with the previous year. The sharpened decline since 1995. The British retail consortium BRC said there was a sharp contrast between sales before and after the lockdown. Separately... Excuse me, what is that? Barclay card figures. Barclay card. Okay, can you space that? Jesus. Barclay card figures suggested a huge boost in supermarket sales as people stockpiled food. Yeah, people fucking hoarding here too. A lot of people just scare buying basically. That's all that is. It's it's ridiculous, you know? But it, it, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not other people just hoarding fucking mounds of paper towel. You know, I'm, I'm not those people. I, you know, I just take whatever I need and get the fuck out of there. Lockdown Nation. March was a roller coaster month for sales. A BRC and KPMG survey suggested the first three weeks saw what a trade body described as an unpredicted surge in demand for food so and here we go they have uh, a little blurb on panic buying here the data from Barclay card suggests that the supermarket purchases rose by 20% in March at the time shoppers were told to be responsible and think of others such as NHS workers after pan Panic buying amid the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, but of course, we all know people. People nowadays are self-centered fucks and could care less about other people. And of course, they're going to panic buy. They're, people could care less. They only care about them fucking selves. Spending on fuel fell by 4.2% as roads became quainter. Barclay card said white travel expector. Ex I can't read. Expansion, which includes public transport, declined by 40.5%. Spending at restaurants contracted by 35% and pub sales fell 22% in month. On 20 March, Prime Minister Boris Johnson told all UK pubs and restaurants to close apart from takeaways as part of the fight against coronavirus. However, spending at stores such as local off licenses and gro green groceries grew by 30% in March as people stocked up 
on alcohol and fruit and vegetables. Gotta, gotta stock up on that motherfucking booze. So yeah, as you can tell, this coronavirus shit is taking effect all over the fucking world, man. It's, it's, it's gonna be tough for the world to recover, but let's take a look here at a new look, a new look at new guidance to states on the coronavirus. Oh boy. Here we'll go. This is from the Washington Post.com. And it says, the Trump administration has issued new guidelines for states, individuals, and employers on how to gradually receive activity and ease up on social distancing, distancing in areas where coronavirus cases are on the decline, which is stupid, in my opinion. Because if they're on the decline, why open things back up? Let them decline down to a point where it won't be a public threat anymore. You know? Yeah, those areas are on the decline. But they're on the decline because people aren't moving around as much. You know? Keep it like that until it's at like a safe point. To where, you know, more people can move around more freely without having to worry. You know? Trump's just uh, eager to make money and all that. The guidelines distributed to governors Thursday are published under the headlines Opening Up America Again. They follow concerns voted excuse me, they follow concerns voiced by uh, Emperor Donald Trump about the need to get more people back to work and shopping as millions of Americans lose their jobs. A look at the guidelines. So here we go. Before phase one. What states or regions must do before proceeding to a phased opening of their economies? Among the boxes that must be checked are a decline of documented COVID-19 cases within a 14-day period. And a robust testing program in place for at-risk health care workers. Other criteria include a decline of influenza-like illness reported within a 14-day period and hospitals having enough protective gear for their workers and enough beds. Which, yeah, good luck. Ventilators and other needed supplies to treat all patients. Again, good luck. Phase one. The guidance affects certain employers differently. For example, schools and organized youth activities are currently closed, such as daycare should remain closed. Good. Okay. The guidance also says that bars should remain closed. Okay. However, largest vent... However, larger venues such as movie theaters, churches, ballparks, and arenas can operate, but under strict distancing protocols. Meaning, no fans at all in the uh, arena. That's most likely probably what leagues are going to do, is just have no fans in the arena at all. If possible, employers should have workers return to their jobs in phases. Under phase one, vulnerable individuals such as elderly people and those with underlying health conditions should continue to shelter in place. Individuals who go out should avoid socializing in groups of more than 10 people in places that don't provide appropriate physical distancing. Trade shows and receptions are cited as examples. Phase two, the guidelines say nonsensical travel can resume. Non-essential travel can resume. 
However, all vulnerable individuals should continue to shelter in place. When people go out in public, they should avoid social settings with more than 50 people when approaching physical distancing. Not impractical. Employers in Phase 2 are asked to continue to encourage telework when possible in closed common areas where personal are likely to counter are likely to congregate or they should enforce moderate social distancing protocols damn i'm squinting my damn eyes schools and daycare can remain open e e i think schools and daycare should go under phase 3 bars may open but should leave less room for people to stand around when possible no bars and schools should be under phase three in this phase vulnerable individuals can resume going out in public but should practice physical distancing yes bars and schools should be in phase three then i i really don't like it in phase two it should be in phase three that, that seems more reasonable because in this phase, vulnerable individuals can resume going out in public but should practice physical distancing. Visits to senior care centers and hospitals can also resume. Those who interact with residents and patients must resume, remain vigilant about following good hygiene practices, mainly washing their hands frequently. Meanwhile, low-risk populations should consider minimizing their time spent in crowded environments. Employers can resume unrestricted staffing of work sites. There is no set timeline for moving through each of three phases. That will be up to governors, however. Okay, good. So he's not going to be completely dictator fucking Trump. However, before a state or region moves on to the next phase, it would have to experience another 14-day decline in documented cases. So... Alright, well, well, we'll have to see how this goes. We'll have to see how this, uh, this all plays out here. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, this works. And I'm, I'm glad they're not giving it a time frame. I'm glad they're going to give it as much time as they need. And I hope they do it that way. I'm hope they, I hope they give each phase as much time as possible. And if things don't work out, they should go back to the, back to the previous phase. But again, we'll have to see how this all plays out. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, our last, uh, Article of the night um, comes the Virginia Mercy, VirginiaMercy.com, and it is Northam signs landmark gun control bill recommends tweaks to two others. Good for Virginia. At least there's one state that cares about the lives of innocent people. Good for them. I'm glad. Governor Ralph, good for you, man. I'm glad you care about the lives of innocent people. Thank you. Governor Ralph announced Friday that he has signed several major gun control bills into law. A final step, Democrats halted as a historic breakthrough on one of Virginia's most contentious political issues. The legislation will oppose universal background checks on gun sales, which are desperately fucking needed. Desperately. Oh, infringement. Infringement. But yet, 
you wanted to infringe upon the 14th Amendment. Create extreme risk protective orders that allow authorities to temporarily... Okay. That allow authorities to temporarily... Temporarily seize guns from people deemed, deemed dangerous. Require gun owners to report lost or stolen firearms. Meaning, you find a gun, you don't keep it. You turn it in. It's not your gun. Okay? Turn it in. Follow the law. Restore the former one handgun a month law. Boost penalties for leaving guns accessible. Yes. That's a big one. That is a fucking big one. A penalty for leaving guns accessible to children. Hell yes. That is a big one. I scroll through the news and I see a lot of gun deaths related to uh, irresponsible gun owners leaving their guns out for their children to just grab and play with. If you leave your gun out in the open like that, then you're obviously not a responsible gun owner. If your children can get a hold of your weapon, you are obviously not a responsible gun owner. Okay? If you're going to own a gun, make sure the gun is locked up and out of reach of any children or people who shouldn't have it. We lose too many Virginians to gun violence. And it's... And it is past time we took bold, meaningful action to make our community safer. Which gun nuts are going to say, Infringement of the Second Amendment! Da, 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 da. Of course, they're all brainwashed nuts. You know? Listening to the right-wing propaganda from the NRA. That's basically all they're doing. Nordham said in a news release, I was proud to work with legislation and advocates on these measures. And I am proud to sign them into law. These common sense laws will save lives. Damn fucking straight they will. The push for stricter gun laws became a high profile campaign issue last year as Democrats successfully pushed a flip to control of the General Assembly, winning full legislature control for the first time in decades. With Democrats in charge, conservative leaning con countries across Virginia rushed to pass resolutions declaring themselves as gun sanctuaries and an estimated 20,000 gun right activists rallied at the Capitol in January against let me let me rephrase that let me, let me read, read that again with Democrats in charge conservative leaning Counties, I said countries, excuse me, conservative-leaning counties across Virginia rushed to pass resolutions declaring themselves gun sanctuaries, and in an estimated 20,000 right-wing brainwashed NRA activists rallied at Capitol, rallied at the Capitol in January against the proposed legislation. Again, a bunch of brainwashed right-wing puppets who are believing right-wing BS propaganda and lies. Okay. One of the most fear-reaching proposals, a ban on assault weapons, passed the House of Delegates but failed in the Senate. After moderate Democrats said legislature needed more time to carefully define what an assault weapon is and figure out what to do about weapons Virginians already own. Okay, so I, I see that. Again, they're like, nah, man. 
we need to do more research. We need to look into this and we need to see how this law would work. So I like that. I will not stop and that legislation will be introduced again. Damn fucking straight. Norman recommended seemingly minor amendments to two other gun bills. Changes that General Assembly will take up during the April 22nd recovenant session. With a bill giving local governors more power to ban guns in public spaces. Good. Northern recommended changes to clarify an exemption for higher education meant to protect college shooting clubs. Teams and courses according to the governor's office. Norham also recommended st strengthening a bill stripping gun rights from people subjected to prevent protective orders from domestic violence. This is a big one. All right. Now, this is a big one. People who are domestic abusers, people who are abusers of any type should have no right to own a gun. They are violent, sick people. And allowing them to own a gun can only only means they are allowed to allowed to commit more harm upon people. It gives them more power to do more deadly things. And in the current state that those said people are in, they shouldn't have access to said weapons. I'm sorry, but they shouldn't. They are sick people. If you are an abuser of any type, you are a sick person and should not have gun rights until you get help. I'm not saying they should be completely stripped away from you from good. For good. I'm saying they should be completely stripped away from you until you get help. Until you are clean. Until you are straight in the head. People who are abusers... Who have access to guns pose more of a bigger threat to those who don't have guns. You know? But Norham also recommended strengthening a bill stripping gun, gun rights from people subjected to permanent protective orders for domestic violence. The governor is suggesting allowing courts to hold people in contempt of court if they fail to prove they have given up their firearms. The new gun laws will go into effect July 1st. Again. Let me talk a little bit about domestic. Or any type of abuse. Well it says domestic violence. But I think we know what they mean. Domestic abusers and people like that. I know what they mean by domestic. They mean like domestic abusers. and. But honestly if you're any type of abuser. I don't care what type of abuser you are. If you're an abuser of any type, you shouldn't have gun rights. Whether it's a drug abuser, a child abuser, an abuser of any type, shouldn't have gun rights. And of course, I watch. People are going to twist that and take that out of context. Oh, so abuser. No, 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 no. You all know what I mean. All right. Don't go taking it. You all know what I mean. By an abuser of any type. You know. Because what. Gun lovers fail to realize. Is that there are people. Who shouldn't have access to guns. That have access to guns. There are unstable mental people. Who are allowing to have access to guns. And what these gun bills do. 
is take said guns away from people who shouldn't have them. No, it does not take your gun rights away. It does not infringe upon your precious Second Amendment. It takes away the rights from people who should not have them. People who are unworthy of having them. People who need to get help before they are able to have them again. People who are unstable and unfit to have them. Those are the people we're trying to keep guns away from. We're not trying to keep it keep them away from them for good. Again, when they get help, when they get the necessary help needed in their mind in the right place, then they can have the right to possess firearms back. But if you're an abuser of any type, drug abuser, domestic abuser, child abuser, an abuser of any type, you know what I mean, your, your right to possess firearms should not exist. Until you are clean and straight in the head. Alright? Get that clear gun nuts. We're not trying to completely take away your rights. We're only taking them away until you get clean. Until you get straight in the head. That's my rant on that. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's going to do it for episode four of this and that podcast. Um, quite a long one. That's for sure. A good one too. I enjoyed it. Um, some good juicy stories. I'm bummed. I'm bummed about Bernie, man. We all know the DNC rigged that shit. We all know for the second straight time, the DNC did anything and everything in its power to make sure Bernie didn't win. We all know that. But anyway, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's that's it for this podcast episode of the podcast we all call This and That. Uh, we all know where this motherfucker is at. YouTube, anchor.fm forward slash Jeremy Mosier. It's now on iTunes. Best way to find it on iTunes is just to search my name, Jeremy Mosier. Um, give it a rating. You know, let's get it out there. Uh, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get the hell up on out of here. I'll see you all in the next one. Peace.